Thank you for listening to Haunt Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. My name is Jeff, and when I was a little boy, I was pulling my younger brother in a wagon and he fell out and got a black eye. I was really sad I hurt my little bro. Then my mom dressed him as a pirate for Halloween and incorporated his boo-boo into his costume, which was adorable. <laughs> my name is Jimmy, and the highlight of recess was running around pretending to be Sonic the Hedgehog characters. You were in high school when that was happening, right? <laughs> well, yeah. My name is Dan, and I buy my cold brew in a refillable glass growler. I hate most of the things that you say <laughs> most of your fun facts i just i hate so yeah. how did she incorporate like because he had a black the, eye oh, so she, she put just, an eye patch over it no it, it was like she like drew a line from it to make it look like oh an eye patch. smart yeah mm. an eye patch with a mid- eye in the middle of it <laughs> and jim was cute he was like two. legitimately how old were you when you stopped pretending to be sonic um, well, after elementary school, we stopped. I mean, like, literally, when we had recess. We. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was me and my friends. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't have recess in middle school and stuff, so that's when it stopped. Did you do anything differently than just run to try to seem more Sonic-like? Did you, like, curl in a ball? Or, like, move your arms in a circular motion? <laughs> I don't Did remember. you run around perfectly geometrical circles? Did you make arcs? this noise when you ran? <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I did. No. Did you um, throw change on the ground and pick it up and go, bling, bling, bling? <laughs> no. Did you we hit were, spiky boys oh and go, bling, and all your coins go flying? <laughs> you know, we're done. We're done <laughs> That'd be great if he just ran into his friend and just threw, like, pennies in the air <laughs> and then made this face. <clears throat> yeah. That would be really great if we had a video podcast, but Do we it. don't. Yeah. Oh, when you when you propose to your future wife, can you do it with a Chaos Emerald? <laughs> Don't get the reference. Baby, you need seven of these. <laughs> you never you never played Sonic? Just minimally. Oh, wow. Well, the problem was... I, was, I didn't have Sega. I went from NES to N64 to PS2. Yeah. The problem was our uncle had a Sega, yeah. and whenever we would like go over our grandparents' house... We've said this. Yeah, story, yeah. Our cousin Jen would be like, all right, you guys can play as soon as I die, and she never died. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't play Sonic that It'd be much. like 11 o'clock. She'd be like, and I just beat the game, and our parents would be like, time to time go Time to go. Yeah. And Jimmy would be like, I'm dying inside. <laughs> guys, yep. we got an email. Whoa. And it's not from a female. No. It's from a Dan's daddy. Yeah. Six star Brian. Six star. Subject off menu you know that great podcast that neither of you like spoiler alert <laughs> uh great episode as always love dan's dreams too funny thanks for the memories of my mom gant and some of her great dishes also regarding how people eat food i knew someone who ate the items on her plate alphabetically and oh. someone else who ate all their food clockwise on her plate i swear this is true and then six star emojis and then brian <laughs> and his last name and his phone number so <laughs> two, two, two small updates based on this okay. email. first of all uh the day that he sent the email i was at work read it laughed came home from work saw him and he was like you better read that on the podcast and i was like dad you say something like after every episode do you like we can't feature you on every single episode he's like yes you can yeah we can second update i've actually listened to one episode of off menu this week oh, which one i listened to the michael mckean oh okay i suggested that yeah we recorded but i am going to hold to my decision that i was not talked into it for for one reason mm. i did listen to this episode uh but i still didn't really enjoy it like i still really i thought that was really interesting because there was like industry stuff there was like personal dishes he was talking about that was i listened to his menu portion and i like that but i hated not hated but i didn't care about anything else <laughs> so i think like that's the whole episode i will continue <laughs> to uh like if there's someone i'm really interested in i'll continue to be like hey what's their menu but mm. i don't consider that liking the podcast to me liking a podcast is like wtf with marin I'll listen to every episode, even if I don't care about who the guest is. I wouldn't do that. I'm the opposite. Podcast. I would only listen to Marin if it was a guest that I like, and I never listen to Marin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, just saying. Okay. Just an example. Well, great. Yeah, if you guys want to send us uh, an email because you don't have Apple, do it. Yeah, talk, talk me, me into, into gmail.com. And uh, at the time of this airing, we will probably be available on Amazon Music. 
Yep. Jimmy Should just be. submitted us, and I don't know how it works, but I imagine they'll approve us. And I'm not going to find out, but somebody will, and they'll find <laughs> us and listen to us. Mm-hmm. So if we're on Amazon Music, find it. Hey, baby. Send us an email. Yo, this is a story all about how we talk ourselves into little things. That's the second time you've done that, but... Really? You've definitely done that before. I have no memory of that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so this is the segment each week where we talk ourselves into something. It's not enough for a whole episode. It's just something little. Did you hear that show's being brought back as a drama? Yeah, I don't want to watch that. (laughs) Um. So this week, I've been talking myself into something uh, that I've tried before, hasn't stuck. I feel like I try this like every year, um, talking myself into listening to Radiohead. Oh, okay. No. I oh, feel thanks. like Radiohead is a band I should like. You have bought their records, I, I own one Radiohead album, and I okay. do like it. Um, I don't listen to it regularly. I like a few songs off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this was about three years ago when I was on my annual I Should Like Radiohead push. So they were coming out with a new album, A Moon Shaped Pool. So I bought it and I was like, I'll like this. It's okay. Yeah. But I feel like if I go on Spotify and play like their greatest hits, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Karma Police, Creep, mm. a I've lot of other songs. Creep. You would know Karma Police if you heard it. Karma police nope <laughs> never heard it okay well anyways uh a lot of people that i like or respect are really into radiohead i don't think either of you guys really listen to them no but i know that they're like super creative they're like musical geniuses i know that um a lot of them do like scores and soundtracks to movies that i love and really appreciate uh actually i you know, I didn't have a Halloween theme talk myself into, but tangentially, we're going to find out that there is a connection. Okay. Okay. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into this? Oh, week? boy. Going right over. I'm not now. even intrigued. You like said it all <laughs> mysteriously and I just have no okay. interest. <laughs> no, I just don't want to spoil like what I'm talking, what our uh, okay. haunt me into subject is. Okay. So uh, this week or month or year, whatever, by the time this comes out, it'll be like a month. But by the way, if you listen to Radiohead, tweet me what I should listen to. Sorry, oh, Jim. that's a good call. Um, I have been talking myself into Horde, as the kids say. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remastered. I know this about you. Yeah, I've been getting real into it. Back when we were children, Dan and I used to play this on N64. Has a great soundtrack. Very fun game. Gameplay is great. And um, yeah, I've been, they remastered it. It, They say remaster, but like it's brand new textures and they've added a lot of stuff. So I guess it's kind of a remake, but whatever. That whole debacle is weird. But it is a very fun game. Feels a lot like the originals. Very arcadey. Yeah, I'm excited to check this out. Yeah, by the time this airs, it will be completely out of the cultural zeitgeist. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But it's still fun. Yeah, at at the time that we're doing this, it is very fun, and uh, I'm very much in the cultural zeitgeist. Very much in the. I would spend so much time on those create your own parks. Oh yeah, trying to make infinite combos. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you would just like put your controller down and watch them go in a circle for like an hour and a half. I'm like, Yeah. yeah. I've got friend, a million points. I have a friend who's making his high school right now in, uh, <laughs> in the skate park, which is really funny. Um, Quick question yeah. for you guys. Jeff, you may not remember this, but Jimmy, I assume you do. Mm-hmm. When you played, did you have a go-to skater? And if so, let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. I Rooney don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember? I know I had one, but I don't remember. I just always played as Tony. Yeah. Um, but you're lame. Yeah, you yeah, can create your own player now. So I was I, a real Liftberg guy. I don't really know why. I think because I like doing stuff on the vert ramp more, and yeah. I think he was better. Isn't at it that. funny how our collective knowledge of skaters is limited to a three-year window? <laughs> yeah, Chad Muska. I remember when they put Bam Margera in like Pro Skater Two or something. I yeah. was like, woohoo! I know him. <laughs> That's awesome. Bucky Lasik, right? That was a name. Uh, Am I making maybe. that up? Uh, there was also like two female skaters that I don't remember their names. Mm-hmm. One of them I want to call Eliza Dushku, but that's an actress. <laughs> nope, that's not her, but yeah. <laughs> I know who that person is, but she is not a skater as no. far as I know. That's now that good. you're playing it, do you remember the female skaters? Name? No, I don't remember. I'd have to look into it. Because f*** 
women, right? Yeah, for the most part. Sorry, Jim. Um, but no, not I, women, I've been not sorry, women. <laughs> this is Dan's conscious right now. This is not Jeff. Yeah, it's Dan's subconscious speaking through Jeff's mouth. Yeah. But yeah, I've been going through. Um, I'm trying to complete all the levels, so I haven't like gone through all of them yet. So uh, I'm I have like you have to collect skate. You got to get the secret tape. Yeah, you got to do all that stuff. So I'm I only forgot about all that. Yeah, it's oh, real man. fun. You posted a video of someone getting like eight million points or something, and I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I think that was my friend Zach. Oh, um, I heard a guy at work complain that the graphics are too good, and he gets dizzy. <laughs> it kind of is really <laughs> old. Too people good. are funny. Yeah. yeah, he's like thirty. Yeah, it's super fun. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Oh boy, I don't know if it's successful or not, but I tried it, oh. and I don't know if I liked it. Eating out, not the not the <laughs> not the good kind, not the fun kind. Yeah. You mean during uh, quarantine? Yes, during uh, Rona. this pandemic. I've done it twice, and oh, it's whatever to me. I don't like I it I try not to. So, um, as I said in previous podcasts, I'm moving from the like downtown area of a city where I can walk everywhere and get pretty much any cuisine of the world I want yes. at my fingertips, and it's great, to a place where I have to drive to do anything, <laughs> where it's not great, and... Uh, my wife and i were like hey we have this one last night before shit goes crazy and we have to move let's walk downtown because it's a nice night get some food like eat on the grass at the green or something or yeah. like in a yale yard yeah a or, yale yard i forgot what they're classic called. yale yard no, you, you know how, like when you go in yale and there's yeah. like all those little courtyards and they have like grass yeah like a like greens lawns. yeah campus so I was like because uh we were we're down there the quad yeah, I was gonna say there's like some real douchey Chad yeah. word for it. And then like we reached down on the quad. And we're like, oh, we should uh we should bring a blanket to have Did a you guys whiz a bee but down there at all? I don't know what you're saying. Play Frisbee. Whiz a bee? <laughs> you never heard that? <laughs> I mean Frisbee I'll was invented you, in New Haven. I'll meet you down on what? the quad. Let's like whiz a bee, bro. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't like Yeah, and then she she was like, Why don't we just eat there? And I was like, <laughs> Inside <laughs> or outside? Outside, I was like, yeah. if we go there and they have outdoor dining, where was it again? Shurkan. Oh, we, nice. oh, we decided to go to Shurkan, which is yeah. like an Indian mm-hmm. street food hipster place. It's really good, mm-hmm. but like we've been Uber Eats in there forever to support them. Uber uh, Eats and Uber Eats and, <laughs> but like, dude. So side tangent, she looked up Uber Eats at her new address: Arby's, yeah, McDonald's. Yo. Welcome to the rallies. I was like, what? Like you go to art, you go to Uber Eats at my place. I got I get pokey the other night. Yeah, delicious food. Yeah. Gets there in seven minutes. Oh my! Anyway, so there is a good Indian place that you can get from uh, not Uber Eats. One of the other ones, whatever. DoorDash, DoorDash yeah. I believe. Yeah. So so we get there and there's like one table outside. It's pretty distant, and I'm like, all right. So I went in there and like, yeah, my reservation. I was like, I don't just put me at the table. And uh, should have been like, I'm a local, and they would have been like, right this way. <laughs> Uh, and she was like 45 minutes and I was like, let's go home. And then <laughs> she was like, we do have this one table here and they do have like those windows that are like floor to ceiling opened up. So like the inside is kind of outside. Yeah, that's one and there was like one to. table that was really far away from everybody. And I we went there and I was just sitting there like stiff as a board. Like, you don't have to like validate so much, uh, Jeff. Okay. No, but, no, this is how I was feeling. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like that. And I just I couldn't even enjoy the food. I ordered four times the amount of food as I could have. <laughs> eaten because i was like i don't know when i'm coming back here and it was entirely too much and we took home like a 10 pound bag and it was like real expensive because i got a lot <laughs> but i was just like i i want to i didn't want to like touch the fork or like put the fork in my i didn't want to drink anything i just did not enjoy the situation at all most of that's in your head because because covid's fake no the surface spreading thing is not that big of a thing. no i know and i've heard that from science but i still will not <laughs> oh this science. is science <laughs> i have one rubber glove left i have not touched a gas pump since march I touch everything and then I just immediately sanitize. Me too, but I just, I still sanitize even with a glove. Yeah. I don't touch anything. I've eaten indoors once maybe and outdoors a couple times. Oh, I don't even want to eat it. It's whatever. Yeah. I don't like it. Like I Did you have the chat dog? I did. I got the lamb chat dog. I'm so jealous because like little behind the scenes information. I was supposed to meet a woman for like our second date at Shere Khan the night before Jeff and Lindsay No, it was the night. Oh, and she stood me up. Well, not stood me up, but she like canceled last yeah. minute. And I was like, not only am I not going to talk to this woman again, <laughs> so that's over. <laughs> I'm also missing Shere Khan. <laughs> and then 
I have to watch my best friend eat it on Instagram. <laughs> I was furious. Uh, I don't know who went. Who's next? We're, We're done. done. We did it! Get I'm going home, baby! Guys, we're being festive. This isn't talk me into anymore. It's haunt me into for this one week a year. We did it last year. Doctor Who, baby. <laughs> theremin. Really I don't spooky, know. But okay. yeah, not super spooky. <laughs> but we're uh, we're doing a roundtable. That was supposed to be a theremin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're each picking one thing that the others are not into, and we're going to go around the table. Last year, I did a three song Reliant K EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy did our friend Ian Mondricks comic tomb of the white horse dan did rose <laughs> Roseanne's halloween episodes <laughs> they still hold up yeah so yeah. so this year dan and i are kind of teaming up together because dan also likes this thing i'm picking because we were talking about this last year i'm just sticking with another quick little fun music thing i'm like into it. it i'm excited yeah it's a uh four song ep from a band afi called all Hallows Eve. Ooh. Ooh. Do you own this on vinyl? I do. Yeah. I was going to say, because they just had a copy come into Red Scroll. Yeah, no, oh. I have it. Uh, Jimmy, what is your exposure to this band, this EP? We're not going to the whole band because it's right. It's too, it's Ironically, too I have the band listed as a possible subject in the future because I think Jimmy might like them. Yeah. We'll find out. Um, I, I've, It sounds really familiar. I wouldn't be surprised if I've heard it already, um, but off the top of my head i don't know i went through a big phase of listening to afi like through my latter years of high school yeah see yeah. i was never as big into them as like you or adam or our other friends yeah. were i enjoyed them uh like the first set of albums that they had but like this is uh this is really spooky yeah it always gets me in a mood gets mm. me in a spook mood and uh it's just fun just a fun little thing you can throw on a halloween playlist yeah, I mean they're known for like being a quote unquote goth punk band and having they've, like sh- they've dark changed. themes. Yeah, but like yeah, around but this period the of time, they had like two, two, two or three albums or so that were kind of like darker horror punk. But they really committed to Halloween specifically for this. Yeah. So do yeah. you want to go through the track listing? I don't have it in front of me. Okay. Well, I don't know the order, but I can tell you the four songs. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's uh, Fall Children. Fall Children. Which is Fall Children. Sort of like a song version of Children of the Corn. Okay. Um, they do a cover of Halloween by aptly titled by the Misfits. They change the key. I think half higher, half a step higher. I don't know, but it's much better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do a song called Total Immortal. Okay. Which is a spooky song. And the boy who destroyed the world. That's right. Ooh. Which I is hope. also a spooky song. Okay. And it's about Donald Trump as a baby. It also feels <laughs> like one piece. Like they do some cool stuff in between tracks. Yeah, there's a lot of transitional stuff and like... Cool ambient shit yeah but it's still pretty and the short. sound of like what i love is like, like they they capture like i think of fall a lot specifically yeah. not just um like spooky stuff i specifically think of autumn because yeah. they do really creative things like the sound of like dry leaves scattering on a sidewalk mm. that just reminds me of like autumn in new england that's what i liked about the ep jeff gave us last year it felt more like a fall album than halloween yeah but... this one's more halloween for sure yeah but it does feel of the time yeah cool Dig it. Uh, cool. I am going to be talking you guys into a film that was released in 2018, which is a remake oh. of a movie from 1977. It's a movie called Suspiria. So, Jim, I'm giving you nine minutes of music. <laughs> Dan's given us three hours of a movie. Yep. So what? What do you? What am I going to say? Watch the first forty minutes. Of yeah, that would be cool. We should do. No, that, that would be horrible. That'd be cool. A lot of the best part of this movie is towards the end. I always complain about what Dan gives us. <laughs> so this is a movie that you guys will like, um, because it's very well made. It's uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Yes. Who is he? Italian. I know him. He is Italian. Ooh. Um, he he made Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know this this whole time. Yeah. Which, I'm poo-pooing your idea and I didn't know this. To me, it shows like what a wide range he has. Yeah. Uh, he literally like finished Call Me By Your Name and people were like, "What's he, what are you going to do next? That was great. What are you making next? And he's like, a horror I'm, movie. I'm remaking a horror movie from Italy from the 1970s <laughs> called Suspiria. And people were like, what? what? <laughs> uh, it's really well done, though. Um it stars Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton. Oh, boy. It is about a young woman who joins an obscure 
mm, I, I guess you could categorize it as avant-garde dance troupe okay in berlin um is this black swan no it's got some sort of tonally things that are similar to that mm-hmm. um but yeah she's sort of brought into this very strange world of berlin germany uh, right before the fall of the berlin wall and uh it's a very dark foreboding film um they do an interest he does an interesting thing of like sort of um using the competition of this dance troupe and like progressing within it there's different levels and you know like people have solos and stuff like that so like this inner struggle and competition is sort of amplified by these dark undertones of the environment and yeah it's it's really well done it's beautifully shot for a movie that's like very dark in theme and in cinematography it's it's beautiful and the whole film sort of climaxes at this crazy fever pitch denouement that is just like so batshit off the wall crazy i think you're gonna really enjoy it was the first movie well known or was it just like some weird underground thing well it's an italian horror film so it didn't like make a huge impression here it's sort of like a cult classic okay like like everyone has that one or two friends that are like super nerdy about horror films alamo draft house probably plays it every halloween yeah uh so that nerdy horror friend that only watches all horror movies knows the original so the only italian horror movie i know i learned about from a list that eli roth made when like one of the hostile movies came out Mm -hmm. and it was some of his favorite horror movies and it was from the late 70s and it was called a very ventani which means to be 20 years old and it was pretty much like the entire movie was like basically an italian american pie it was like this light-hearted romp mm-hmm. and there was like boobies and sex jokes and stuff in the last five minutes the two main characters get brutally raped and murdered oh jeez, it's disgusting what an interesting tangent for this podcast <laughs> you're yeah. talking about italian yeah. horror cult classic well the original suspiria i haven't seen it but from what i've heard oh, it's, i thought you have seen it no it's sort of like a body horror or like yeah like yeah. very gruesome and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that this film it's more psychological it isn't is it? it's more about tone and mood and uh it's supernatural um the other thing that's like we could talk about more in the second half but uh the original was part of a trilogy and this film definitely leaves open the possibility of future chapters oh, interesting uh i don't know if that's going to happen though because luca guadagnino is like very busy and like always moving on to other things there's also been rumors about him making a call me by your name sequel so mm. who knows if we'll get it but i love this film it's very scary one of the few horror movies that actually scared me Jim. jimmy oh boy. we don't know what your topic is you said no, it's you a don't. secret it is so this week as you guys know last year i had you guys read tomb of the white horse yes this year i got an advanced copy just kidding i don't have an advanced <laughs> oh, copy of red horse. i was hoping you would say that because i really want to read <laughs> I do Ian's too. ian oh, did send me one page of art and oh he did very good yeah I we should I say did. like by the time this is out maybe it'll be closer but yeah ian and uh benjamin philby are working on tomb of the red horse that would be really cool but um Damn no I, i'm excited for it <laughs> dan's really <laughs> upset right i was now. like <gasps> you're gonna be real mad now <laughs> this week i'm having you guys carve a pumpkin play luigi's, luigi's mansion, mansion. <gasps> yep oh because i almost suggested you use luigi's haunted mansion music i did from the first uh haunt me into oh yeah yeah i don't know anything about this it's called luigi's mansion um it is a game for the gamecube so i'm gonna have to bring over my gamecube oh, yes! how but, old uh, is it from 2001 oh boy um but it's it's very impressive i played through it last year and it, it holds up very well um you guys both uh like the ghostbusters game that yeah. came yeah. out yeah very similar you're catching ghosts but it's as luigi and it has this real halloween vibe to it and um did they do a remaster of this originally they made three games oh okay yeah i was gonna say because i thought i remembered you talking about it at one point they've made three games um one of them is for the 3ds one of them is for the switch but the original is from the gamecube um it was a launch title for the gamecube to show off like the graphics and stuff and it looks very good um very good yeah so i'm excited because it gives off this real halloween vibe and like 
Honestly, I'm just asking you guys if you liked it or not. If this feels <laughs> Halloween-y, like, I'm not going to ask you to, like, are you going to play through this every Halloween? But, like, if you like it, if it feels Halloween-y to you. If it was worth our while. Yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. I got you. Um, so that's where we're going to play. It's going to be very fun. I, in contrast, am asking you to watch Suspiria every Halloween. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wanted to do a surprise for you guys, but it fell through. It didn't work. Really? Because I'm only doing four songs, I wanted to talk you into my favorite candy which is Skybar. <laughs> and yeah. the company that owns it, Neko, closed like a few years ago. They went bankrupt. Is Skybar the one that has the different squares yes. with different fillings? Yes. I'm I already talked into it, bro. Well, but I wanted to be re- review each flavor. Yeah. And uh, so when I worked at a warehouse, we got them in and I bought like two boxes <laughs> for myself of 24. And But somebody recently bought just that brand. They have a storefront in Massachusetts and all they make is Skybars. But mm-hmm. it's like low scale it's not in like a huge warehouse so they only make like batches at a certain time and a box of 24 is 50 dollars and i was like no thanks <laughs> i'm not, and you could only buy a box i was like i'm not gonna pay 50 dollars to get candy we should just drive up there and I, buy I know, three I, sky bars i didn't have that'd be like a very dan and jeff thing <laughs> yeah. to do we I, dude if we go there i am buying a lot of sky bars <laughs> because i love them but i wasn't able to do that so maybe next year hmm. Great. jim do you yes. have an all-time favorite candy Oh, that's hard. Um, I like paydays. Paydays are very good. Wait, uh, which one are those? Those are the all peanut ones. It's um, good, but it's like a very strange choice to be your favorite candy. It's it's either that or Mr. Goodyear. Goodyears are really good. Goodyears are good. Um, Mr. Good bars. Which McCall's are very good Mr. too. Good, good bars. You don't good even know the name. Or, yeah, good you don't bars. even know the name of your favorite. <laughs> candy jam how do you feel about a baby ruth a baby ruth is like a mr good bar without the chocolate no i like the chocolate no baby roots have chocolate baby roots are like paydays with chocolate oh i'm lost yeah i don't know um (laughs) okay there's three ingredients right there's peanuts chocolate and nougat i thought it was caramel i don't know uh my favorite candy bar of all time you would never see these in a trick-or-treat bag they're way too big but i love a reese's take five those are good too. They weren't Reese's until recently. They were just Take Five. Oh, really? And then yeah. they branded it as yeah. Reese's to sell more. Oh, I have the name wrong then because I know what you're talking about. Uh, fast Break, maybe? Do they even make Fast Breaks anymore? Uh, it was the one that was a bar that had like the peanut butter cup peanut butter and then it had it's like a way underneath it. Mm. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Not Rageous? Oh, boy. No, not Not Rageous. Those are good too. <laughs> Let's end this. When we come back, I will have the answer. Okay. <laughs> you won't remember. Good evening. Oh, I like it. We are haunting each other into different things. <laughs> wow. The the I have uh, goosebumps on my Thank arm. you. That was like a classic example of he couldn't decide if he was going to fully commit to the accent. <laughs> no, I just lost it as I was yeah. going. I'm glad you did it. Yeah. So, Jim. Yes. AFI, which stands for a fire inside. If oh, you I did not know. know. Yeah. All Hollows EP. Yes. Four songs, starting with Fall Children. <laughs> yes it is um, first impressions what'd you think what'd you think about this song first impressions i have to get my notes up because i don't remember just kidding i do remember wow um it, it was a good song like i was i was this i was like so oh hollow. this is a bop this yeah. day so hollow yeah it's really good um like you i think dan just kind of described it as like it's a song version of uh children of the corn mm-hmm. and i could definitely see that but it, it's like it feels like Halloween. I don't know if this is just does, my yeah. head because of the album cover and I know it's like uh, on a Halloween-y style EP, but it's like it it doesn't go crazy with it. It's still punk. Yeah. I will say in the very beginning, it reminded me of um, Decomposing Pumpkins by uh, Brain Creek, which is a, a band from Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> what a pull i thought this was gonna be like some deep indie like vinyl collector shit but uh yeah it's just like how it kind of starts it starts off very atmospheric or whatever yeah, I, I, I really dug that and um you definitely get like that uh spooky vibe with that uh uh, uh oh yeah uh, where it slows yeah. down yeah. yeah and then he really comes in cool. hollow yeah 
Uh, that was really cool. I thought that was We're very sing good. The F There's out a of lot this of layered ooze, yeah. Oz. But yeah, I really liked that little section of the song. I thought that that was spooky and very Halloweeny. I was like, yeah. yeah, very good. And then it fades into like a music box outro. Yep, that's right. It does do that. Going into Halloween. What's more Halloweeny than Halloween, Jim? Oh yeah. Um, I laughed at the uh, candy dapple and razor blades. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So we mentioned before this is a Misfits cover. It uh, is. Yeah. It's, it's rare when a cover is better than the original, but I think it this is, is better. Far better. <laughs> I took a listen to the Misfits version. I was like, this is bad. I'm a bad punk because I never really got into the Misfits. I know Dan yeah, Rock never... Misfits tease before. Yeah, I love the Misfits. Do you? Um, I can never get into them. What's really interesting is if you look up the Halloween sequel song that the Misfits put out later called Halloween 2. Yeah. Which is nothing like this. It's just like super slow and spooky sounding with uh, Glenn Danzig muttering things in Latin about werewolves, <laughs> which is a thing. I don't even know that song. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, uh, so uh, what do you think of this as a song? I remember Halloween. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's sort a of a song. mix of like fun Halloween yeah, tropes just, with actual scariness. Yeah. Is it scary? Burning no. bodies hanging from poles. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Little dead are soon in graves. I mean, it's just all imagery. There's not a yeah. plot to right. this song. No, not at all. And then Bonfire is burning bright. Yeah. At the very end of the song, as it transitions into the next one, it's a very strange sound, which I can guess kind of sounds like people are rubbing strings on a piano. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like that yeah. hitting them, kind of like the top of the guitar. Right. At yeah. The machine head. Uh, it was a very that. interesting sound. I liked how they did that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, and it was like two minutes, and it just got built and built. Yeah. And it's dissonant. I will and admit. Cacophonous and annoying and atmospheric yeah. and ha- haunted housey. I will admit, every time that I listen to this after the like first couple times, I'm like, I'm good. And I just yeah, skip yeah. over to the next you song. You just skip it. But, um, Unless you're in like cool. a mood or you put it right, on a playlist yeah. or you're listening to the record. Or listening to the record. Um, then we get to The Boy Who Destroyed the World. Um it definitely felt like some like more melodic hardcore music. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really say it's spooky unless like you're starting to get into the lyrics. Um, it, it's sort of like a loss of innocence song. Um, sort of like going through that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It sort of reminds me like what I what I think of in my head are like sort of like post apocalyptic movies. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, guys. But we already talked about the Umbrella Academy for mm-hmm. some reason. A lot of the imagery in this song reminds me of the Umbrella Academy, but instead of a that. boy, it's... Uh, I can see that because like Alan Gerard Page's Way character. was probably inspired by yeah. AFI. I could see that. But it, it's this idea of like a uh, sort of an innocent person like having this power that they can't control that leads to the end of the world. Yeah. It's like a sort of a cool idea. It reminded me, I didn't see the movie, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I know this is like, <laughs> we're going places. It's supposed to be like an evil version of Superman, Brightburn? but as a boy, yeah, yeah. Brightburn reminded me of that from what I've heard. Yeah. Of it. It's sort of like that, but that kid was like messed up from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. I didn't see that. But and at the end of this, you have some like rain sounds, but yep. it's not two minutes long. No, like, you think it's going to be. And then it just goes, <laughs> Do-do-do-do. yeah into the beginning into of the song total, total immortal yeah uh this is a really cool song i have no idea what he's saying <laughs> Did, were you familiar with this at all because this i don't think we talked about it in the first part of this episode but this song was covered by the offspring and actually did get some radio play mm, i don't, even I don't know think that. i've heard that oh you didn't know that no, no. um yeah it was I, on the soundtrack for american pie I, believe. I can i can picture offspring doing this song that's funny dan's um, looking it up bingo yep bingo um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's a vibe. I rock to it. It's very good. But um, I have no idea what he's saying. I, I looked up the lyrics once and I was like, OK, but I didn't really get anything out of it. But um, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I think this is um, reminiscent of their album Black Sails in the Sunset, where it's pretty nuanced and, and, you know, drenched in metaphor. So it's difficult to tell, like, if he's really saying right, like telling yeah. a story. But it's sort of just about like someone who feels hopeless and in pain yeah and there's like a lot of cool imagery in this like walking through the nameless ones and um you know someone who's drowning and stuff i think it definitely fills in the vibe of like a creepy song i think it definitely fits on the ep yeah not necessarily halloween but just like spooky yeah for sure um yeah some overall thoughts i i thought it felt very halloweeny i could definitely see why people would listen to this around the halloween eve um yeah it's it's decent all right it's a quick one yeah jimmy did we haunt you into afi's all hollows ep 
I bought the record. I knew it! Oh, <laughs> I sent it to you! Did you I buy it after I sent it to you or before? I bought it. I didn't get it from Red Scroll. Um, <gasps> How dare you? I didn't know. I bought it before I saw it at Red Scroll. Um, I got it on Amazon, but yeah, no, it's good. It's yeah. really good. It's right? readily available. I always see it at record stores all yeah. the time. It's a 10 inch. It's I dig it. Two songs a track. Yeah, it's really Fun. good. Good, good. I dig it. Next up. Luigi's man. Oh, no. no. Sorry. No. Suspiria. Suspiria. No, Jimmy, calm your tits. I know Sorry. you're happy. I'm very excited for I, my video game talk. Wow. So I had you guys watch um, a film called Suspiria, which I love by Luca Guadagnino. Was this released in theaters? Because it says an Amazon original. It oh, was. yeah. I saw it in theaters. Oh. You saw it at the Alamo, didn't you? No, I saw it in Plainville with Adam and it was very frightening. And very uncomfortable. Be- because of Adam? Yeah. No, just oh. because it was a scary movie. What'd oh, you, okay. What'd you guys think? I was think? like, yeah, because Adam is very uncomfortable. <laughs> it was released in 2018. Um, it's a witch movie, guys. It is a witch yeah, movie. Yeah. We're, we're not going to really go over the plot that much, but... No, we can keep it Basic light. overall... Um, Spoilers. Yeah. Dakota Johnson is, is joining this sort of like weird, uh, obscure dance troupe, and turns out they're into the occult and they're witches. Yep. And, and the music um, is by Tom York of Radiohead. Yeah. Dan. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Which you I talking think the about. score is yeah. like tremendous in this film. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it definitely sets the tone of the scenes. Yeah. So um, we sort of figured that out as uh, Dakota Johnson's dancing and it's twisting this other girl up into a pretzel. Mm hmm. You're you're skip. I mean, we were going to talk light, but you're like halfway through the movie. Already. Well, yeah. I mean, loose overview. Yeah. Dakota yeah. Johnson is American who gets invited to go yeah. to Berlin. And join this dance troupe that is yeah. has a pretty storied 1977, history. 1977, if that matters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we find out that she's replacing... Uh, we, there's actually like a, an early scene with Chloe Grace Moretz's character. Yeah. Um, who's seeing a therapist and uh, seems to be uh, like paranoid schizophrenic. She's like, everyone's after me. They can see me. They can do... It was her, wasn't it? I yeah. Thought it was. They can do things to me. And we find out that she is gone. We don't know why or what happened to her, but... Uh, that is the role that is being assumed by Dakota Johnson's character. Right. So like what Jimmy said about turning Olga into a pretzel, it was kind of like they were using Dakota Johnson as uh, like a voodoo doll. Right. Yeah. For her. I could see that. Well, what I think becomes clear later on in the film when we finally see the big dance um, is that the idea of these witches is that instead of spells, they're using physical movement right. to power their incantations. Yeah. So their, their dance is like very visceral and like all these jarring like poses that they hit. So it becomes clear the way the scenes of dance are intercut with the effects of the dance that this is like their version of a spell. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Jimmy, um, they sort of use um, Susie as a conduit to kill one of the students who was like going to leave and going to like speak out against yeah. the truth. Right. So this was a remake. I haven't seen the original, but it is obvious that the director is using classic horror techniques, um, mm. especially of that era, probably as in homage to it. Cause he's a fan of it. It's a cult classic. There's fast cuts, like weird zooms that like today with technology and like the way people film can be done better. But he was still using either these old techniques or new techniques to capture mm-hmm. the way that the camera moves and a lot of sweeping like pans of the camera. So that was really noticeable because it's not like a modern horror movie. It was directed like an older movie, just yeah. with better cameras and no jump scares, too, which no. I appreciate. And, and I was it's hard to decide even now if I like that as an homage or I hate it because it feels like pretentious art house shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure. I, I'm yeah. I'm leaning towards the the former. Okay. I think it was definitely a choice, not just out of homage, but because it uh helps push along this idea of seclusion and like this dizzying, uh ephemeral, like almost hallucinatory nature yeah. of being locked in this school. Yeah. Um basically it makes sense that witches would hold a dance studio because yeah totally it does it's predominantly like led by women yeah. uh it's definitely secluded uh it's sort of like this sorority nature where they're all like living together uh working together there's competition we talked about in the first half of this episode 
Um, so basically the overarching plot besides this whole thing of Susie coming into the dance troupe is that um, it's a coven of witches who worship the three mothers, um, which were these like celestial demonic entities that once roamed the earth. They're um, Mother Ten- Tenebrorum, Mother, I'm terrible with these, Lachimorum, and Mother Suspirium. And the original head of the dance troupe, we find out, was um, uh, Mother Mother Marcos. Yes. And she claimed um, when she was at the end of her life that she was the living incarnation of Mother Suspirium. So the rest of the dance troupe, uh, like, worshipped her and did all these things to keep her alive. And it turns out Chloe Grace Moretz was not crazy. They were using her as a, as a means to keep... Um, mother marcos alive so they like were, a vessel exactly they yeah. were gonna put mother marcos inside of her she rebelled and she ended up being turned into like some sort of vestigial zombie like they sucked her life force out to try to keep mother marcos alive mm-hmm. and Susie is now the replacement so the goal is that they are going to perform a spell to use mother marcos to invade her body and that spell is the big dance performance which i i want to see what you guys thought of because it is sort of the centerpiece of the movie yep what did you guys think of that big dance performance when they open up the hall? I thought it was impressive. I, I mean, a lot of the stuff of this movie is really impressive. Like all the choreography, obviously, and it, it obviously all the dance moves look very like satanic and like very yep. like ritualistic. And I don't freak all about dancing. Yeah, but I yeah. don't either, but it's impressive. You can tell, it was directed yeah. and it was edited very well. And I like the weirdo in, um, incidental music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just like really strange sounds. The sound design, sounds. I think, is great too, yeah, especially they in did the a very good job at that. In the very beginning, when um when she's like jumping and like dancing and stuff, you can hear all these like little foot taps and stuff, and that, that like really helps. I wasn't a fan of like the big low drone that they put in all horror movies nowadays. I think that's a little cheesy and I like definitely it. worn out. But you talking about like the um the, the synthesized I, I, I do like that. Yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. I like it too. I think honestly, I think Tom York's work on this movie is perfect. There's like nothing I would change about it. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. That was my favorite part about the movie. Um, I thought it was fine, but um, and then so sort of as a mirror to this very public dance sequence, mm-hmm. we see the private ritual below the theater. Yeah, which is where we go into this cavern sequence. Yeah, where Susie walks down. Yep, and she's and, gonna uh, basically give herself up. Yep, and the rest of the dance troupe is engaged in this like hypnotic um orgy like nude dance with like writhing and stuff yeah and uh it's all centered on this ritual to get mother marcos inside Susie. yeah um madame blanc who we didn't even really talk about but no. is tilda expertly swinton. portrayed by tilda swinton because it's yeah a it's a big movie but uh tilda swinton madame blanc has sort of been hands-on the groomer of Susie throughout this movie she's been leading her down this path of joining the troop and becoming mother marcos's vessel now in the meantime we saw behind the scenes that there was a move to replace mother marcos as the head of the coven with madame blanc yep which the coup failed yeah they all uh voted against her not all but it, most of them, most yeah. of them voted against her they voted to keep mother marcos so which became apparent towards the end of the movie exactly yeah. so at the uh, in this last sequence um madame blanc raises another bone of contention she says that if Susie doesn't fully accept this ritual it won't work yeah. so she tries to get her to back out at the last moment she says she's not ready for this we shouldn't do this and mother marcos who we see in all her revolting defiled mutated glory uh strikes madame blanc yeah tries to kill her nearly cuts her head off um and Susie basically says oh i do want to do this and all this stuff yeah then something weird happens very weird very a tonal shift yeah you would say uh Susie summons a creature which is sort of like the personification of death yeah and um she basically says that uh, she's Madame Suspirium or something. She is the true Mother Suspirium, yeah. and Marcos is a fraud. Yeah, and yeah. everything turns red. Yep, and she and decides to Johnson's punish the coven. She decides to punish the coven for worshiping a false idol. Mm-hmm. Mother Marcos was a fraud and an imposter. So everyone who supported <clears throat> who supported Mother Marcos is massacred. Oh yeah, heads blowing up. Yep, brutal. Yep. Fat old witch ladies 
with some practical effects going on. Some, yeah, it's very violent, very, uh, very atmospheric in the music and mm. the the visuals too. Everything is just like red and black. And it becomes clear that um, the new living incarnation of Mother Suspirium is going to lead the true believers of the coven yep. forward. And um, we get a, a final scene with um, the psychiatrist who we mentioned briefly, mm-hmm. who has had sort of a B plot running throughout the movie, which is that... There's a lot of B, C, D plots running yeah, through this yeah. that turn out to not really matter. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, well, it kind of matters because it has to do with um, the, the reason why he was so interested in protecting these young women is because he had an opportunity to protect his wife and he did not leave up to live up to expectations when the Nazis came uh she was taken away and he never found out what happened to her and uh mother Suspirium Susie reveals that um she was killed in a concentration camp yep so he has some sort of a, a fit like a seizure yeah and forgets all about everything and that uh, she caused yeah and then the movie um flashes to modern times and we see the carving that he made on the tree of his initials and his wife's initials is still lasting yep and there's a little post credit scene did you guys see that no yep. i didn't it's not much it's just uh i usually fast forward to the end too i don't know why yeah it's just a brief sequence of Susie in what appears to be more modern day clothes it's hard to tell if she's in modern times or not but she looks mm. um more distinguished and has like a nicer clothes on and she basically just like reaches out towards the camera and then it's over oh and to me i take that as she's leading the coven yeah up, up until this day yeah same what'd you guys think of this slow very slow really yeah very it's a slow movie. very sloggy um, took a lot of time for anything to happen uh it was kind of hard to pay attention to it too like there was nothing really to I don't know. It wasn't really captivating. Oh, for most of the movie. Hard disagree. Okay. Um I like the ending a lot. Um I thought the ending was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um it was very atmospheric as we were talking about, very artsy like when it slowed down and stuff and like the music was playing. I loved the music that was playing during that. I thought that was awesome. Um yeah, uh for the most part it's just a whole lot of stuff happening. Did kind of guys, hard to pay attention. Did you guys catch that Tilda Swinton played three prominent roles in this movie? I knew two, but I didn't know three. Did you notice that? Nope. She plays Madame Blanc. Yeah. Uh, she played the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist. Really? The old yep. man. Yep. Oh, that's some good makeup. I thought that was a boy. Yeah. yeah. A grown boy. An old boy. Well, they it kept it a voice. secret, too. In the credits, he's given some fictional name. Yeah. But it's her. And she also played Madame Marcos. Oh, all, I didn't know that. All too. the heavy makeup. Oh, that's I, funny. I, I wouldn't have known Which that. she was disgusting, right? Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. the prosthetics on that were awesome. She yeah. had like yeah, little baby great. arms growing out of her fat folds. And yeah, that was really it was cool. very strange. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Oh, boy. So yeah. I guess, um, I mean, are we doing the talk you into things? Did you do? We we didn't do that for AFI. Yeah, totally. Oh, good. we did. I, I asked Jimmy. Oh, yeah, he said he bought it. I, so yeah. Jimmy wow. and Jeff. What else would we do, Dan? I I could been doing the show for almost two years. Yeah. Oh, let's just not ask the question. We've let's only just, had one haunt me into. Okay. Guys, was I able to talk you into Suspiria? No. Oh, you guys are hard. Hated. No, you guys are not so like wrong. it at all. Oh, this is one of my favorite movies. Would have been a hated solid fifteen-minute short film. <laughs> Lindsay, my life, was watching it with me and she just she's like i'm leaving and taking a bath and i was like i want to do the same and i don't take baths. good thing like I this was gonna be a full episode for well, us well then i would have been a 100 no rather than a 50 percent <laughs> no so far yeah no it was it was i'm never i'm i hated watching it oh i'm going to read off my notes because they tell a story i'll do the same but yours are probably funnier no idea what's happening but okay <laughs> I like the emphasis on breath and sound design. The sound design is really impressive. All of her dance moves and breathing really add to it, like Midsummer's. <gasps> yeah. Um, the part where the old man gets his passport stamped reminds me of this game, Papers, Please. I'd rather be doing that right now. <laughs> I wish there wasn't that stereotypical horror movie drone. It'd be scarier without it, and haven't and we haven't even gotten to the scarier shit yet. Oh shit, that's cool with the whole puppet, like uh, she's like the voodoo doll thing. Mm. And ugh, no, this is fucked. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. Stop dancing for the love of God. <laughs> okay, why the pee? 
I don't know why this is torture. I don't. I don't know this. what that means. There was like a scene where they were just pissing, and when she was oh. twisting into her, a fucking pretzel. Oh, yeah. I understand that because your organs are right, being yeah. shifted. And sorry, Jim, for saying but, uh, fucking pretzel. Sorry. Yeah. Jim. I don't need this kind of torture porn, Dan. Oof, this stream is a fucking legit nightmare. Sorry, sorry Jim. Jim. Oh no, not the ween when the dude was like naked for no reason. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! One of my. <laughs> well, I'm gonna read mine too. We'll get to that. Okay. You you're lucky you haters. You're lucky that we get to see her in some promiscuous ways. Sometimes you just got to stab yourself in the throat. Oh boy, you don't want to be trapped in that mirror room or be let out. I do not give a fuck about anyone or anything that happens in this. Fast forwarding through the torture scenes, can't do it anymore. That's the only part I liked. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. Rip Tilda. Rip everyone, really. Fuck this movie. LOL. Sorry. OMG, not that dead. This movie will not end. No, I'd rather watch the first 2020 debate every single day for the rest of my life instead of watch this movie oh. again. All right, so mine, mine started with Act 1, 1977. Then I said some stuff I said here, not really interesting. Um, and then it goes to, I don't know, WTF is going on, picking names at the dinner table, Marco something. Half hour in and I am very bored and not sure what it's about and kind of don't give a shit. I thought you guys very knew close. more about like art as film very close to stopping the movie Susie is performing a dance and Tilda's being a bitch about it for reasons uh so she's a human voodoo doll of Olga a body whore then I said act three borrowing so I didn't even write act two uh <laughs> and then I wrote down missed act two I guess only 53 minutes in what a slog and then all caps penis torture question mark <laughs> and then act four taking and then my note stopped because I was like ah. Yeah, no, Dan, this was real boring. I just I don't get, get the whole, it, like, oh, I wasn't, understand what's happening note that you guys both Because had. I think it's because it was so boring that it couldn't keep my attention. And I was trying to not look at my phone. I mean, I was taking notes and stuff. Same. But, like, I, I think I at one point I was staring at the handle on my TV stand below my TV rather than watch the movie it was so uninteresting and boring and i was trying not to like shit on it but then jimmy just went off and i was like i guess i'll read my notes <laughs> i wasn't bored with the movie well i mean yeah i was bored yeah with the i movie. was super bored with um it. but i couldn't do the torture stuff i can't watch that kind of stuff it really irked me and There's i was not like, even that eh. much of it i mean no it was like twice but i couldn't do it it even, was gross e okay i think the worst scene in is actually at the end when the girl like, has the compound fracture in her shin and they like heal it in yeah, heavy quotes because really all they do is yeah, like pull skin over that. it yeah so if this was like an hour and 20 minutes i'd be like okay this is like artsy i get it it was directed great the sound was great it was entirely too long for no reason oh, i love it i think it's i like, agree with that i think it's just like a beautiful dark creepy painting I, I love all the artsy shit about it, but yeah, the that's plot, the stuff I didn't I did care like. about. The nightmares, how they progressed and got worse and more. Nightmares were stuff. pretty cool. Like I like I said in there, it was like a legit freaking nightmare. Okay, you this might be the most wrong you guys have ever been. Oh, like, I don't no. care that it's you not, don't like no, it's it. It's not good. Yeah. You don't obviously you don't have. Let's put it obviously way. you're not as smart as me. You're yeah, IQ you is don't. Too low. You you don't understand <laughs> film as an art form. Let's no, I this get way. it. Call me by your name was highly regarded. This movie not so much. Highly regarded by who? This was critically loved. This has got like a 67% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, I know Rotten Tomatoes. I know Rotten Tomatoes is like, it's not, you know, the best, but if you use it comparatively, why don't you tell me what like the friggin' Reddit bros thought of it if you're going to talk about <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes? Reddit is actually really good for many reasons. Yeah, for yeah. Proud Boys. Wow, <laughs> not really. It was an okay movie. Dude, I think Dan, it's very Jimmy, overrated. Dan was just like, I don't know Reddit. You guys deal with this like two days ago. And he's like, true, Proud Boys aren't Reddit. Yeah, a lot of things are on the internet. All I'm saying is it's good. I'm glad you enjoy uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I will happy never, you like it. There will never be. A, the only time I'll ever watch this again is if I just watch the scene at the end where people's heads are. How about this question? The soundtrack by Tom York was one of the best-selling soundtracks of great. the last few years. Yeah, Did I talk you into good. buying the soundtrack? Not no. buying it, but I'll stream it for sure. <laughs> it's yeah, a it's beautiful really Mondo yeah. release I've been trying to get my hands on. Yeah, the soundtrack was great. There's, like I said, a lot of great things about this movie. The plot and the torture... Nah, not for me, dog. And that's funny because that's the only part about it. I would if they just watch caught it. like 30 minutes of all of the vile, disgusting shit. I would watch it every <laughs> now and then. I didn't think it was that bad. It, it was, it was super boring. Yeah, I just I'll never watch it again. I have no desire to see it. I hate that I had to watch the whole thing. I wish you were just like, watch see what the last you did, Jim. Hour. See what you did. <laughs> what did I do? You, you gave him the ability to act this way by being no, negative. I just, 
You open the door. Yeah, you put me good. in a really great frame of mind to talk about Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Let's get into it. Yep, you that's why I wanted that, to do yeah. it in a different qual a different order, but you know, it's fine. Luigi's was, Mansion, was you guys gonna, hated it. Let's go on. I was going to suggest talking about it first because we did just play it uh, earlier this morning. Yeah. And I live streamed it on our new Instagram Talk Me Into pod. Yeah, we did. For three people. Well, it was 9 a.m. And people could watch it later. Yeah. yeah. It's posted on our Instagram if you want to see. If you're listening to this episode, it's been on Instagram for like three months now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. A month. About. All right. So I did bring a game in called Luigi's Mansion. Yes. Game that I grew up playing. I was really Is it into, called Luigi's but, Mansion or Haunted yep, Mansion? Just Luigi's Mansion. Oh. Just the mansion itself. It's it haunted. Seems like a bad decision. It's, imp it's implied. <laughs> Um, Nintendo probably didn't want to put out something spooky. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, I had you guys play it. What did you think? Yeah, so first you put it on the GameCube, and it didn't work with the television because the technology is old. <laughs> so like five seconds. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So then you adjusted it, and it worked. And uh, I was surprised at the, the 3D animation because it's from 2001. 2001. Yep. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Video games were pretty good. And especially, like, in my head, Nintendo is uh, not as good as other systems as far as processing power. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, this was good. They're little tiny disks. That yeah, yeah. A little bit of information. And... Um, and then we get into the game. Dan, do you have any first impressions? Yeah, um, I think Jimmy's description, uh, uh, I should say comparison to the Ghostbusters game is apt. Similar, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Um, it feels like a sort of like a kid version of that, mm -hmm. um, but with the same similar goals and tactics and stuff. And definitely a more like a Halloween vibe instead of like yeah. Ghostbusters. Um, like the Haunted Mansion, like the Haunted Mansion ride at disney yeah it was like super cartoony but yeah. not in like a cheesy kid way. no it was still tonally spooky that's why i like this one too because it feels a little bit more realistic than the newer games they go a little bit too cartoony um but i like the original better because of that i think um what can i say like as far as like graphics and stuff i agree with jeff it's pretty smooth looking mm -hmm. the animation is pretty nice the cutscenes are pretty good the gameplay good. is really smooth it's not uh, wonky the only problem i had with the gameplay is and jimmy sort of explained this that it was in the infancy of 3d games um but the lack of control of camera really right. really bugged me well you could still move luigi with the c pad is that what it's called yeah but that yep. doesn't really change anything that's more no. um like direction direction um or like his focus focal point mm -hmm. um it became like whatever like exploration was fine walls turn clear as you get close to them so you could see um it became a little bit wonkier um, during like action and like boss fights that you can't yeah. like if you're like in a corner, you can't change. I think that's more of angle. us because you even said it when we were playing that you're not used to the GameCube controller. Yeah. Which GameCube controllers, I still think that they're weird. Yeah, um, they are. And I haven't used one in a long time. Like I was saying, and I don't the, think I've ever used the one. talk me into mm -hmm. pod instagram video that the only time i've ever played gamecube really was when a roommate had a wii and mm -hmm. it had a port for a gamecube controller and games and memory cards so i had soul caliber 2 so i would i bought soul caliber 2 to play it on there and i bought a controller and bought a memory card just to play that yeah and that was also 13 years ago so i haven't yeah. used a controller it's been so a just, while. yeah just getting used to the control i was having a hard time with the c-pad and the inversion because i don't like playing inverted anyway yeah i'm more used to inverted because i grew up playing these kinds of games which is kind of funny so like whenever i'm playing a game they're like oh you're playing inverted i'm like yeah i am yeah I, so i think that was more of us like i had a lot of problems yeah. picking up one of the balls with the vacuum cleaner to hit <laughs> yeah. the baby ghost i think the plot was fun um yeah I, basically you're you're luigi you're trying to find mario in this mansion yeah because mario went ahead and and because luigi won this mansion that like supposedly didn't exist like a week ago mm. and um uh professor egad was like oh your brother is that dude with the red hat he yeah. went into the mansion he's he won't be able to stand up to those ghosts so i wish um you also have to press a for mario <laughs> Mario. Yeah. I, I wish Mario. um the gameplay was a little more free flowing. I, I get that it's a puzzle game, yeah, but it's very much like go in here, get a key, go back, unlock yeah. the door. And then like when you have to interact with someone, the dialogue was like really long and like yeah. Excessive. I mean, when you're a kid and you're playing this kind of stuff. But I think str like the strong points of the game are um all the action stuff, like the fighting, the catching the ghosts. Yeah, that's fun. Dealing with the bosses. I even like that um 
life like hearts and coins are sort of like integrated into the environment so you have to like find them and shake them out that was fun um i feel like i would have severe video game ocd like i do shake everything yeah yeah um like we talked about in our episode um where we played the last of us yeah uh it took me forever to get through an environment because i had to like open every drawer break every glass luckily there's not a whole lot of stuff in this kind of game yeah 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 uh, but yeah, I think overall it was it was pretty fun. It was pretty much what I expected. Yeah, Jeff, any overall thoughts? Yeah, same thing. Set a spooky vibe, but playful. Um, it was fun catching the ghosts, and and like even they did utilize the weird controller in a cool way. Like mm. once you latch onto the ghost, you have to use the left joystick. I guess I don't know what the hell it's called. Um, like in a analog circular stick. motion. Yeah, yeah. The analog stick. So yeah, they incorporated what I think is a stupidly designed controller. <laughs> Uh, pretty well yeah this was a launch title so they probably designed the controller around uh this actual game yeah so. they brought like when ps3 launched yeah the, the access part like no games really use that but i right. remember army of two like you would jump out of a plane and like use that and i'm like this is cool <laughs> but like it's it's dumb right all right well like i said before final push I'm not asking you to play this every Halloween. <laughs> Ever again. I probably will um, because I really like this game. This sort of got me back Better into the mood for it. So uh, doesn't break, Jim. I know. It's too bad you guys weren't talked into Suspiria because we could have watched it together every Halloween. Nope. Wouldn't do that. But Dan and Jeff, <laughs> did I talk you into Luigi's Mansion? Yes. Yeah, yeah it was fun. It's fun. It's yeah. a yes, but it's also a meh because I'll probably never play it no, again. No, me either. But like, <laughs> I don't have GameCube. The, the, the half hour that we played it, we were having fun. We yeah. were laughing. That's why I said yes. Yeah. Yeah. If if I went over Jimmy's house and he was like having like a little Halloween party and people were playing that, oh, I would yeah. yeah, and it's step not even and a party it. game. No, like, it's yeah. not like Mario Party where no, no but it's also dumb enough that it doesn't matter. Like you right. could just drop the controller and someone else could pick it up and play uh, it. That's exactly what we did. And it was fine. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. No. Yeah. Good. I like it. I'm glad I talked you guys into <laughs> you it. You did it. It was Yay. no Suspiria, but it was pretty good. Imagine if they made a Suspiria <laughs> game that worked on the Luigi's Mansion platform. Yeah. That'd be dope. It'd be pretty cool. Instead of like rattling things, you did dance moves to interact with the environment. <laughs> and instead of catching ghosts, they were like deformed ancient witches. Yeah. That wow. would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I like it. Jimmy. Yes. You're a little coming of age boy. Oh boy, and this next one's coming week, up, huh? We're gonna come together <laughs> of age with you. <laughs> wow okay let's come together of ages so next week i'm gonna be talking the boys into a book that i read in high school that i really enjoyed called it's kind of a funny story um it's a book about depression um some minor suicide talk if you're not uh into that i understand we'll get all the funny stuff out in the beginning part what an interesting way to phrase that trigger warning. If you're not into that, like yeah. there's someone out there who's like, I'm really into suicide talk. Is well, there a yeah. podcast for me? But um, yeah, so um, we're going to be talking about that and uh, hopefully I'm going to talk Dan and Jeff into it. Let me do my impression of Jeff. Oh, we have to read. How much do we have to read? Oh, yeah. We have to read uh, the first 16 chapters. We're going oh, to read 16 <laughs> chapters. I only made you read guys read four whole books when I did a book series. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um, it's about 150 pages. It's the first three parts of the book. So we're going to end right at part four. In the meantime... Jeff, where can people find the podcast online? Uh, they can find us on TalkMeIntoPod.com. We're on Instagram at TalkMeIntoPod. We're on Twitter at TalkMeIntoPod. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash TalkMeIntoPod, where you can see Cook With Us videos, which are now up exclusively for the first week of release and a whole bunch of other stuff we're going to put. I forgot what we were putting on there. We're putting something on there. I don't remember. Dan's uh, notes or something? Something. We'll see. Yeah, we talked about it like three hours ago yeah. and I forgot already. <laughs> yeah, it's super duper fun. Send us an email. Talk me into at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined. Leave us a review. Five stars only, please, at Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, all that good stuff. We're on so many things that we almost need a podcast just to talk about where we're on. <laughs> Dan, where Shit. are you on the internet? Uh, mine's a lot faster, guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Danny cool. underscore breakdown. That's about it. Jim, how about you? They can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, where I'm making a new show called Late to the Game. You won't see Luigi's Mansion on there, because I'm already into it, baby. 
Jeff, where can people find you online? People can find me on Instagram at large hard on collider. It's a wiener joke and Twitter at J E F F F F F two seven. That's Jeff with five F's the number 27. Thank you for listening to talking into what will we talk you into next? Making Dan feel happier because we weren't talked into Suspiria. I'm very sad. He's very sad he's, right he's now. He's actually upset. This happens every now and then, and I hate when it does, but there's nothing I can do about it, Dan. Pick better topics. Um, I don't have my file Good. open. Unreal. We've been recording like five minutes. I just closed it by accident. Hmm. Can I cut this Killing out? Killing the vibe. Killing the vibe. <laughs> Spooky music. Is okay. Happening. What order do you want to go in for? We'll do me, you, Jimmy, because Jimmy's got a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't really say it's a surprise, but it's a secret. Who's bringing us into this? Oh, there's a second. new Indian place in New Haven that just opened. It sounds really good. I don't care. Not it's so funny because now you'll never go to New Haven. <laughs> yeah, El Segundo just opened up. I just want to pull up the information. Dude, I was so fucking depressed last night. I I brought my comics home and like I was walking into the house and I walked out and I just smelled pizza and I was like, <laughs> goodbye. That's such a bummer. Too bad you're not a fan of Rent because you totally could have sang the song Goodbye Love from Rent, which is <laughs> yeah. like this sorrowful, mournful song about losing a lover. Yeah. I mean, like, as far as my life goes, this is a great thing that's happening. Yeah. But as far as my mouth goes. <laughs> when you buy a house, just try to get down there somewhere. Get down there. Just get down there and eat out with your wife. <laughs> eat out your wife. All right. Ready when you guys are. Yeah. Who's open? You said you. I said who? I'll do it. <laughs> Jimmy, in the transition here, could you use some of that dissonant weird shit from AFI? Yeah, that I can. One, the end of like Halloween, I think it was. It was like two minutes of weird sound. Yeah, I could do that. That'd be cool. I could throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have, currently, I have the Luigi's Mansion theme going through that, but I could like fade that out and have that start to come That'd in. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm recording it now, so I remember oh, how yes. to do that later. Uh, who wants to bring us in?